Super wild card weekend is almost here. Can a rookie quarterback make a statement and get this playoff win? We are going to break down if Dak Prescott and the boys can take care of business. We also need to be worried a little bit about the Eagles. We've got freezing cold temperatures for the Chiefs and Dolphins. And as always, we've got our best bets for the weekend that you definitely want to lock in because I'm just going to say it. We're going to hit on all of them, at least hopefully. We are breaking down a super wild card weekend right here on the Fantasy Life Playoff Show. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela. Joined with me, we've got Matthew Friedman and Dwayne McFarland. And Ian Harditz is going to be joining us here in a little bit. So guys, let's just get into it quickly. And let's go through all the games that we need to go through for this weekend. Friedman, I'm going to start with you on this Browns-Texans game and what you've seen so far in the betting market. We've got the Browns traveling to the Texans. What have you seen? So remember the Browns played the Texans just a few weeks ago, but there was no CJ Stroud importantly in that game. And the spread for that was Browns favored by three and a half. Now they're favored by just two and a half. And I got to say, it feels like the difference from Case Keenum to CJ Stroud is worth more than just a point, even if it's, you know, going through that key number of three. So this feels like maybe it's a little bit value on the Texans there. And then the over uh, is the, the side that has gotten the money in the market. This was 43 and a half. It's moved up to 44 and a half. And it wouldn't be surprising if we continue to see movement in that direction, given that this is an indoor game. What should we make, Dwayne, when we're looking at this game, right? It feels like two different sides of a story. We've got a rookie quarterback going in his first playoff game, and then we've got the one and only Joe Flacco, who's trying to continue to make magic happen. So, I mean, what do you think about Joe Flacco and then on the other side, this Texans team in this matchup? Well, I think this could just really come down to defense, Kendall, and the Browns have the edge there. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL against the pass. They also have PFF's top graded pass rush. So Stroud is going to have to really overcome, you know, a, a major obstacle here because Joe Flacco is also on an absolute heater. And we know that yards per passing attempt is the number one correlated stat to winning if we're looking at a player level stat in the uh, NFL. So Flacco's really been cooking lately, 323 yards, Kendall, and 2.6 touchdowns per game since taking over. Like, I, I don't know. It's like someone pinched me like this can't be real, but it is. And the Browns have turned into a pass first offense, plus 5% drop back rate over expectation with Flacco under center and the Texans defense. Not so good. Kendall pretty good actually though, against the run, they give up the six fewest yards mm -hmm. per game at 97, but the eighth most yards per game at 255 through the air and Amari Cooper absolutely torched them a couple of weeks ago. And he's averaging 150 yards and one touchdown per game and three full contests with Flacco and David and Joku, who you might hear a little bit more about later, Kendall 78 yards and 0 0.8 touchdowns per game. So I think there's a lot to like there. There's not not a lot of the lines have dropped yet on Amari and Njoku. I do like Amari over the 74 and a half receiving, but Njoku and Cooper are guys that I really want to focus on from a prop standpoint this weekend. This is going to be a great game. And again, like if you told us uh, a few months ago that Joe Flacco would be leading the Browns in the playoffs, I think we would have all left and said, uh, no, he won't. Now let's go to the next game. This is the next Saturday game. We're going Dolphins at Chiefs. Uh, I know Friedman here that we've been hearing a lot of talk. Hey, this could be one of the coldest games in NFL history. You could see temperatures hit zero or below. What are you looking at from the betting perspective in this one? 
Yeah, so certainly a negative situation for the Dolphins in terms of the weather, and the market has reacted to that. On Sunday, this line opened Chiefs favored by three, pretty quickly moved to three and a half, and then four. And then now looking at DraftKings, it has moved to four and a half. And, you know, we might continue to see the market move in that direction, but I think we will hit resistance for the Dolphins at some point soon. And then the total has moved down, as you might expect, given the weather. 46 and a half is where it opened. It was bet down to 42 and a half. It's bumped up a little bit 44 and a half at DraftKings right now. Dwayne, what are you looking for in this game? Because we've already just mentioned the weather. We also have a Dolphins team that's coming in a little bit banged up. But I mean, on the other side, the Chiefs have uh, not been incredible like we've usually seen going into the playoffs. So what are you looking at here? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting matchup, Kendall. And just real quick on the cold weather stuff, I find it really interesting. You know, they're 0-10 when it's 40 degrees or lower. But last year in the two games where we had McDaniels at the helm and we also had, um, you know, Tyreek Hill on the team, one of those games we did not have Tua Tagovailoa, but in the one game against the Bills where you did have all of the weapons available in the cold weather, you had the Dolphins playing great. So I I don't think we can just sit here and say that because it's going to be cold that we're not going to be able to score any points on the Miami side of the ball. They are getting healthier. They're getting Raheem Mostert back, should get Jalen Waddle back as well. And you talked about it, Kendall, on the Chiefs' side of the ball. That's really where I have more concerns offensively. Now, it is at home. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to find a way you know, to try to keep this thing close, maybe pull it out. But I do think that the Dolphins are going to keep this close, and they have a chance to win because they are healthy on the offensive side of the ball. Now, defensively, it's really bad, Kendall. They've lost Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, and Jerome Baker, three of their top defenders since Thanksgiving. And they've even lost the backups to these guys, Phillips and Chubb. Nick Good and Andre Van Ginkle are their backups. They are not going to be playing this week, so it is going to be brutal for Miami on the defensive side of the ball. So they're going to have to st- they're going to have to score a lot of points to stay in the game. Yeah, traveling to Arrowhead is already a uh, a tough go of it, and then you add the weather to some extent, and then you add the injuries. It's going to be tough, but that is going to be a good final game on Saturday. The next game, though, is the uh, first Sunday game that we get this weekend for Super Wildcard Weekend. Steelers at Bills. I mean, Friedman, this is the most lopsided game for this weekend. I mean, do you think that when you've seen all the betting trends and everything in the market that this is set correctly? Yeah, I mean, this opened nine and a half favoring the Bills, got bet up to 10, and it has stayed at 10, even though the total has plummeted, which, I mean, a 10-point spread in a total game of 36 That is kind of unheard of, which just means total disrespect for the Steelers in this market. But 43 is where this total opened. But because of the expected snow and winds above 20 miles per hour in Buffalo with cold temperatures, the total has plummeted to 36, which that is a massive move. And it has happened very quickly. I think it could continue to move down as we approach kickoff if the weather looks like it's going to worsen. So uh, I understand why uh, the Steelers are being disrespected in this way in the market. I don't know if it actually is disrespect, but man, that is a massive spread. 10 points with such a low total. If this is a true snow game, it could end up being like, I don't know, 14 to, to 10 or something Ew. like that. Uh, but I mean, this this could be a nasty game that is actually pretty fun to watch from a football perspective, just with all of the weather going on. I mean, Dwayne, you wrote about it in the utilization report talking about Josh Allen and how this Bills team is letting him run with the season on the line. So when you look at this matchup, do you think that continues in this game? Yeah, I think it will for all the reasons that Friedman mentioned. Um, You know, they're obviously letting Josh Allen do his thing because they're not as worried about injury. They're just trying to get into the playoffs. Now they're trying to keep advancing. 
And so with Josh Allen, we had seen a dip. He was only averaging 13% of the Bills' design running attempts coming into the last three games. And over that stretch, it's now bumped way up. He's had 30% Kendall over the last two contests. So he's also had a 9% scramble rate, and that's equal 27 rushing attempts over the last two games for 111 yards on the ground. Um, so when you're looking at Allen, I do think that he's going to continue running the ball this weekend. Drop back rate over expectation, minus 12% over the last three games. And oh, guess what? The next closest team over that same stretch is the Steelers at minus 10% drop back rate over expectation. I actually do think that this weather plays into the hands of the Steelers because it could just keep the game close. It could keep it where they're hanging around until the end. Their recipe for success, even though it has had a lot to do with Mason Rudolph surprising us with how well he's played, but they have heavily leaned on the ground game and they've made Najee Harris the primary ball carrier on early downs. And he's rewarded them and fantasy managers 24.2 and 24.3 fantasy points over the last two games. And I think with the way the weather is going to impact the game, the Steelers are going to be able to play their game. Now they won't have TJ Watt. So that's definitely going to be a factor, but I think this game ends up closer than what people think. All right, the next game that we are going to break down, I know that we've got two Cowboys fans on the screen right now and then Ian Harditz waiting in the wings. So I'm going to tread lightly here with this one. But I mean, Friedman, when you look at this, Cowboys seven and a half point home favorites going up against a Packers team that has been hot over these last few games. So what have you been seeing here? Yeah, this opened at seven, quickly moved to seven and a half. And I think that's probably the right number. The Cowboys have just been so dominant at home. And you have Jordan Love, a not a rookie, but a first-time playoff starter. It's a tough matchup for him. Seven and a half feels right. I I'm going to be thinking about teasing this down to one and a half. Uh, if it moved back to seven, maybe I would consider betting it. But man, I don't know if I want to be laying seven points with Mike McCarthy, who could do Mike yeah. McCarthy kind of thing. Hashtag revenge game. Uh, the total is really what is intriguing here. It was 48 and a half when it opened. It's been bet up to 50 and a half. You've got two teams that can put up a lot of points playing indoors. Uh, yeah, I mean, 50 and a half. We might see this continue to move up to 51 and a half, maybe even 52. I mean, Dwayne, I've got a stat here uh, per ESPN stats and info Packers youngest playoff team since the uh, since 1970, when they had the NFL AFL merger to make the playoffs based on average age weighted by playing time. So I don't know, you're a Cowboys fan, but when I look at this Packers team, I'm interested to see on that side of the ball how you think they could do against the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to the game, Kendall, and I'm not comfortable. Mm. I will tell you that. <laughs> and the main reason is Jordan Love. Jordan Love's a guy that early in the season we talked about a lot, and I just wasn't sold. Like he was coming through with fantasy points, he was getting the production, but everything, all the underlying data points were pointing to inconsistencies, things that over the long term would eventually undo him. But to his credit, He's gotten that all under control, Kendall. In the last game, he had an 84% completion rate and a 9.9 yards per attempt. Over this last eight games, he has truly become better. He's averaging 21.9 fantasy points per game over that stretch, and it's sustainable because a 70% completion rate and a 7.7 .7 yards per attempt. So those are massive improvements from early in the year, Kendall, when he was at 59% completion rate and 6.7 yards per attempt. So I think Jordan Love does give the Packers a chance. I think that the Cowboys should be favored. Like Friedman said, they play really well at home, but I think Jordan Love could make it scary, Kendall.
Yeah. Hey, uh, fifth youngest team, uh, to correct myself from earlier, fifth youngest team in the playoffs. They are maybe going to make some chaos. And I'm sorry to you guys because I know you guys are the Cowboys fans, but I'm super excited for this one. Uh, let's go to the next game here. This is Rams-Lions. This is the final game on Sunday. Uh, Friedman, I mean, the script makers knew what they were doing with this one, at least. They know what's at stake here with Matt, or with uh, yeah, with um, uh, Stafford going back and, and everything like that. So what are you seeing from this game from a betting perspective yeah sunday night football here this could be the game of the week certainly one i'm excited about at DraftKings. this opened uh at plus five and i'll talk about this game a little bit more later but plus five quickly bet down to plus four plus three and a half and now it's sitting at plus three the rams getting three points on the road in detroit uh i think it will probably flutter back and forth between three three and a half as we get closer to kickoff and then the total of course 51 and a half we've got two incredibly high scoring offenses playing indoors this is a total points festival that we could have here the matchup specifically of jerry Jared Goff going against his former coach, Sean McVay, that will be really interesting. And I think uh, that might be the one area where if you're interested in the under, you could maybe have some enthusiasm thinking that uh, maybe the, the Lions don't have the aerial success with Goff going against his former coach. But man, we could see a ton of points in this game. I mean, Dwayne, when we look at this, we know that Sam Laporta is a key piece of the Lions offense, but with him expected to miss some time, I mean, how big of a loss is that for this Lions team? Yeah, and I think they're still hoping he'll just rub some dirt on it and get out there in true Lions fashion with kind of their <laughs> the, the way they played their true. mantra. So we'll see what happens, but regardless, he's not going to be 100%. He's not going to be the same player. The good news is they have this guy named Amon Ross St. Brown Kendall, who they move all over the formation. They get him into motion. They make it really tough to double team him. And he has been absolutely on fire. So I think this just means more for St. Brown, who is averaging 25.5 fantasy points per game over the last four weeks. So one of the top plays on DraftKings this weekend, if you're wanting to put together a DFS lineup, you're going to have to pay for him. But he's definitely worth it. He's got a 30% target share over that period. So with Laporta out, I think they'll find ways to get additional looks for him. The one other thing I would say here, Kendall, would be maybe, just maybe it's time for Jamison Williams to step up. He was their Ooh. second. He was their first round draft pick a year ago, has really had a, a rough run of it. He was injured coming in off of an ACL injury that he had in a bowl game late before his rookie season. So he didn't play much. And then this year he was suspended to start the year. But recently he's really gotten more consistent playing time. He's had a 60% route participation over the last seven games. Now, that's not a full-time role. It's not great, but at least it's stabilized, and they need someone else to step up. And over that period of time, he's averaged 37.9 yards per contest. Right now, his DraftKings number is set at 36.5, Kendall, at minus 110. So his average, even before factoring in Laporta, is more than the line that's set. And he's beat that number five out of seven games. So with Laporta out, I think he is going to get more looks. Right now, I have him at 45 yards in our projections, but I'm going to continue to move that higher if we find out that Laporta is not going to go. For now, I've been a little conservative and kept Laporta in there, just took his target share down some. All right, the last game that we are going to is the Monday night game. We've got Eagles traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers in this one, Friedman. I mean, the Eagles, when they're even traveling, they're a bit banged up. What have you seen in this one? Because the Eagles right now currently uh, three-point road favorites with a total sitting at 44 right now. This was two and a half in the market and very quickly moved to three. I think, it, you know, investors just looked at it and said, we have the Eagles. 
they're better than what they've shown in the past six weeks. And maybe they are. I'm a little bit skeptical about that, specifically because they are very banged up. So the injury report is going to be very important. This total was 45 and got bet down to 44, 43 and a half at one point. So I think it stabilizes around there. But we could see a pretty disgusting game between these two teams on Monday Night Football. I mean, Dwayne, we've talked about some upsets in this show already, and this feels like a time where you can look at Tampa Bay and say, okay, they have a chance here because of how banged up this Eagles team is going into this game. Yeah, for sure. And it's like it's like Friedman said, for this game, we're just really going to have to pay attention to the injury report. On the Eagles' side of the ball, if Jalen Hurts is playing well and he's healthy and A.J. Brown is healthy and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard are all good to go, then they could definitely make noise against the secondary for the Bucs, who are giving up 268 yards per game right now. That's the most of any of any team remaining in the playoffs. So the Bucs have had their issues, and I think that the Eagles could exploit that. It's just a real question mark right now with what's going to happen with the receivers. On the Bucs side of the ball, you've got an equal opportunity. The Eagles are not yeah. playing very well in the secondary, one of the worst in the league. They might not have Darius Slay this weekend. And you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who have come up big in these spots where they've had the right kind of matchups. And Mike Evans is the kind of guy, Kendall, you can look up quickly, and he may only have six catches, but it can be for 120 yards and two touchdowns, and that's what the Bucs will need in this game. And I do think that they've got a shot to win it if the Eagles are not healthy. All right, that was our breakdown of all six games for Super Wild Card Weekend. Now let's get into some of our best bets. The NFL playoffs are here, and we've teamed up with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official partner of the NFL, who is kicking things off with a huge offer. Throughout the playoffs, all new customers will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when they place their first $5 wager on anything. Get in on the action this weekend by downloading the DraftKings app, and don't forget to use the promo code FANTASYLIFE. That's right, new customers who bet just $5 will get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Wondering what you can use your $200 in bonus bets on? Combine multiple bets together from the same game for a shot at an even bigger payout. If you're already signed up for DraftKings like me, you can get a no-sweat bet. Get a bonus bet back if your same game parlay slash SGPX bet doesn't hit. Max reward limits apply. If sports betting is not yet available in your state, don't worry, you can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy and have the chance to win cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers, use the promo code FANTASYLIFE and bet just $5 on any wager and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code FANTASYLIFE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. And as always, just a reminder, you guys can go to FANTASYLIFE.com. Make sure you go and check out all of our projections, everything in the bet tracker, our best bets, everything that you need, and make sure you sign up for the Betting Life newsletter in your inbox three days a week. Now we're going to go through some of our best bets, Matthew Friedman, and I'm going to start with you because you've got two of your best bets for the week, and we're going to start off here with this Rams and Lions game. Yeah, looking at this Rams game, I mean, I got to say, first of all, what was Dan Campbell doing last week? playing his players, trying to win a game that didn't mean anything, got some of the players injured. And then you look at the Rams who rested their players. They're coming in really fresh for this game. I really like the Rams at plus three. And I'm not going to say the Rams should be favored in this spot, but I think this number should be under a field goal. And this opened 
at plus five at DraftKings. And I looked at that number and I thought, what am I missing? Like, I thought there was literally some injury news for the Rams that I went and was trying to research to find as to why that number was plus five. By the time I realized that, that where there was nothing there, that number was down to four. By the time I tried to bet it, it was down to three and a half. So I got the Rams plus three and a half. It's plus three now. I still think that it is bettable at that number. I'd like Dan Campbell as a coach. He's legendary in terms of his against the spread record, 35 and 16 for his career against the spread, 18 and seven against the spread at home. But Rams head coach Sean McVay is just a superior coach. He's a road underdog in this case. He's done well in that spot, 16, 10 and two against the spread. And I think in this situation, we are just going to see Matthew Stafford, you know, basically at home and Ford Field in a revenge game. You have Jared Goff going against a coach in Sean McVay who knows him better than any other coach alive. It just feels like a really tough matchup for the Lions in this spot here. So we have the Rams coming off of this miniature bye, not playing any of their main players last week. I like them at this number of plus three at DraftKings. Like Ian said the same thing last week. Ian, didn't you say, you know, uh, he's going to Dan Campbell's going to look either like the smartest coach or he's going to look like, you know, not the smartest coach when you play those players. So that was a shout out to you, Ian, because you did bring that one up last week when they announced that they were starting their players. Uh, Friedman, your second bet. We're going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game going up against the Eagles. So I haven't bet this one yet. But I am very interested in the Buccaneers, whether it's Buccaneers at plus three Buccaneers on the money line, whatever it is. So I'm waiting because the I got to say the injury reports for this game are going to be really important. If the Eagles have positive injury news, this line might get to plus three and a half. And that is where I would be interested in betting, uh, in betting it for the Buccaneers. If not, and the market stays where it is at plus three. I might bet the Buccaneers there uh, plus three, maybe the money line. And if the market moves against the Bucs, then they would be interesting in a teaser potentially. But the Buccaneers, an imperfect team, like no question about that. Um, you know, but they are at home. They have their third game in four weeks at home and they are healthy. You compare that to the Eagles who are on the road. They are 0-6 against the spread since week 13 and they are pretty injured. Now, quarterback Jalen Hurts dealing with that finger injury. He's going to play, but he's been far from perfect. 15 interceptions in 17 games. His home road splits are really pretty negative on the road. Only 210 passing yards per game, 5.6 adjusted yards per attempt. And the Eagles aren't guaranteed to have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith back. I think they probably play, but I don't think they're anywhere close to 100%. And then in the secondary, the Eagles could be without Darius Slay, their number one corner, could be without free safety Reed Blankenship, could be without slot cornerback slash safety Sidney Brown. Like They're dealing with a cluster injury in that secondary. And then on top of that, you have Matt Patricia. And that basically says it all. With Matt Patricia as the defensive coordinator slash play caller, they've allowed 26.8 points per game over the past four weeks. And that's to Tommy DeVito, to Tyrod Taylor, to Drew Locke, and to a Cardinals team that has no incentive to win games. Like the Buccaneers, they should have no business beating anybody in the playoffs, but they still actually might have a chance to beat the Eagles. And I can't believe I am saying that. So I'm going to be paying attention to the injury report. And if a number of these guys are out for the Eagles, I might be looking to bet on the Buccaneers at that spot. Trey to Drew Locke. Sorry, Ian. Uh, I didn't I didn't warn you about that one. I just I just had to let you know that that was not Commander. in the not, not in the plans, not in the plans for the rundown. He didn't say that he was going to do that. But those are Friedman's two best bets. As always, let's go to uh, Dwayne to give us his prop for the weekend as well.
yeah, we're going to stick in the rushing department like last week, Kendall. I'm scared, honestly, to bet anything with the Lions now after hearing Friedman <laughs> rant on about the Rams there. He made a lot of really good points. But I do want to take the over on David Montgomery's 55 and a half rushing yards, minus 115 right now on DraftKings. He's hit that number in 11 of 13 games where he wasn't injured. I had one game that I had to throw out. He only played 30% of the snaps, averaging 72.5 over that span. And we haven't projected for 62.8 this weekend. Normally, you'd want that projection to be a little bit higher than the 55 and a half to make this bet. But because he's hit it so many times, Kendall, I really like David Montgomery over 55 and a half rushing yards. All right, there we go. I know two uh, two separate beliefs of what we could see from the Lions, but one of you is going to be right, so that's going to be perfect for the next show, and we'll just compliment you then. Friedman, you've got a same-game parlay that you like. I need to know if there's any, you know, do we have kicker props? Are we going to continue this into the playoffs, or is, is that done? Well, for this game, there were no kicker props posted because of the ah. wind, and Ugh. that that factors into <laughs> it here. We have uh, an 18-1 to same-game parlay here at DraftKings. I'm looking at this Bills-Steelers game, taking the under of 36. Uh, I mean, there are serious weather concerns for this game. Right now, projected 23-mile-per-hour winds, 96% chance of snow, a high temperature of 24, but probably more likely in the teens. Like, this could be a real snow type of game. And you look at what we have seen out of outdoor games in the playoffs historically 98 75 and four to the under in those games with wind 30 16 and two against the spread and you add cold conditions on top of windy games 15 five and one to the under now you got two teams that play kind of conservatively so i think we see the under hit and i think this is the point in the season where like mason rudolph he's had success throwing downfield if there are windy conditions i think that makes the steelers really one-dimensional I'm going to say we add zero to 10 points. That is the range in which the Steelers score in this game. And then we start layering on top of that, this idea of like, okay, if it's a low scoring game for the Steelers and a low scoring game overall, what does that mean in the player prop department? And I am looking right now at Josh Allen under 0.5 interceptions. Now, Allen has thrown a ton of interceptions, but I don't think he's going to have all that many pass attempts in this game. And that's kind of putting me on the under here. So I'm taking the under on the pass attempts uh, of 30 and a half, taking under 0.5 interceptions. And we're thinking, okay, if the Bills are having success, but they're not really throwing the ball, then they got to be running the ball. So I'm taking over on 34 and a half rushing yards for Josh Allen and over 62 and a half rush yards for James Cook. So I think we see the Bills sustain drives, have success on the ground, keep the ball away from the Steelers. And uh, I think you put all that together, it means under 36. And hopefully we hit this 18 to one same game parlay at DraftKings. Juicy. I absolutely love it. So make sure you guys go to our friends over at DraftKings and tail this one like all of us on the show are going to be. Now, guys, because it's the playoffs, we still need a little bit of drama. And of course, we're just going to create drama between ourselves because we are going to play a little competition here throughout the playoffs. We are going to go up against each other in teams. We've got Dwayne and Ian on one team because, you know, we can't take the dynamic duo apart. And then Friedman and I, the winners, uh, essentially, we'll just name it right now, going up against each other. And we are going to do our bets for playoff weekend uh and the the only the only thing that they have to be is 150 or higher plus 150 or higher for these bets we're going to see who does the best throughout the playoffs we're going to be keeping track and i don't know maybe we put some some coffee on the line maybe some lunch maybe some dinner who knows but i'm going to start with you two Dwayne and ian i got to know what your top two bets are going up against friedman and i yeah, yeah so I'll the first leg off. of this 
No, Dwayne, I'm starting off because I got the best part of the leg with all due respect. Now, I will admit that it's a little bit scary for me to be saying someone's going to score a touchdown after Friedman just lay out some very good reasons why this team will be held under 10 points. But I do like Najee Harris at plus 220 odds. This seems way too high for someone who is the primary touchdown scorer in an offense that don't look now has been good with Mason Rudolph under center. I mean, I know guys, we do have from 2019 to 2022 telling us that Mason Rudolph is a bad quarterback, but you look up and just looking at again, EPA per drop back completion percentage over expected. He's been a legit top five quarterback, better passer rating yards per attempt than Brock Purdy. I don't quite understand it, but you know what, when you have favorable enough defenses and also Deontay Johnson and George Pickens doing their thing, maybe this version of the Steelers offense isn't exactly the worst unit in the league that they're currently currently being treated as so yes the weather isn't good but my god if it's not good just expect the run heavy Steelers to even go more out of their way to feed Najee Harris the ball only Brees Hall had more total touches over the past three weeks and as much as Najee isn't the greatest real life running back in terms of his down and down efficiency still someone that is eighth in the NFL in total touchdowns scored since entering the league in the first place so Dwayne I know you have some goodness for the other Steelers running back here but if anyone is going to score a touchdown for Pittsburgh this week I hope it's someone. If, if anyone's going to do it, it would be <laughs> Najee Harris. Hey, and I'm warming on this one even more and more. We just heard Freeman break down all of the uh, challenges with the weather. There's going to be uh, a great opportunity for the Steelers to probably just stay closer in this game than the 10 points uh, that we're seeing right now. So I do like it, Ian. And for the other half of our bet, Kendall, we're going to go with Isaiah Pacheco and Jalen Warren to both hit their over on receptions at 3.5 okay. each. I really like it for Pacheco. In the last three games without Jarek McKinnon, who is now on IR, he has averaged 5.3 catches per contest, taking over 100% of the two-minute offense. So that's really good for Pacheco. Feeling great about that one. And then with Jalen Warren, like Ian said, the other side of the Steelers' backfield, we've really seen this breakdown differently over the last four games. Essentially, Najee has taken over all the work on the ground, and Jalen is getting all the work on passing downs. 91% of the long down and distance over that stretch, and he's gotten 99% of the two-minute offense. He has a 23% target share over the last four games with targets of six six four and five he's averaging 4.75 catches in those contests he's hit the over in every one of those games so give us both of those overs to lock it up all right so now friedman and i are going to go through our bets and friedman i think you know what's at stake here because we cannot lose to these guys because first of all we'll never hear the end of it uh so we just we kind of need to be on our game here uh, just respectfully but i'm excited guys because personally i feel like i've already gotten a win because we have two anytime touchdown scores from friedman uh so i just i call that a win anyway but we're going with two different games we're looking right now at the packers and we're looking at the browns in this one so i'm excited to say we've got a david and joku uh you know anytime touchdown score bet at plus 160 and then another one is Jaden Reed but I'm gonna let Matthew Friedman tell you guys uh the rest of them because I'm just excited to hear him talk about an anytime touchdown score I'm not gonna lie yeah so the Njoku prop I mean he's just been awesome uh this year in general but specifically with Joe Flacco at quarterback in the five games with Flacco he has four touchdowns this game is being played in a dome so good environment there I think we could see Njoku get into the end zone and that number is plus 160 I think that's you know close to fair value I think a little bit of value there but the one that I really like is this Jaden Reed uh over 48 and a half plus the anytime touchdown you combine those get plus 282 odds and Jaden Reed has been awesome 
his rookie year. Like in terms of what he's been able to do, it's given me sort of like flashbacks of like a Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Percy Harvin type of rookie year in the way that like they use him as a runner. He can line up all over the field. I really like what he's able to do. And then I really like the matchup that he has going against Jordan Lewis. And I say this like as a Cowboys fan who is scared that we're going to see Jaden Regis absolutely go off in the slot against uh, Jordan Lewis, who has a career worst 43 uh, PFF coverage grade this year. And is like clearly the weak link in an otherwise pretty strong Cowboys secondary. Uh, Jaden Reed, 912 scrimmage yards, 10 touchdowns for the season. And specifically since the week six by 704 yards from scrimmage, eight touchdowns. Like he's kind of like the number one receiver in that offense, especially with Christian Watson uncertain to play and Romeo Dobbs also dealing with a chest injury. Like we could see a significant amount of Jaden Reed. So getting him over the 48 and a half yards and getting the anytime touchdown plus 282 odds is something I really like. Do we have it in writing from you, Friedman and Dwayne, that if the Cowboys lose this game, that you're still coming to work on Monday or is it is it a day off kind of thing? Just a just a morning kind of thing. No, nothing. No, no days here. off. No. I might be a little down. Yeah. I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, no days right. off. I will be I will be drinking, but no days <laughs> off. All right. All right. That's that's good enough. I feel like you can. Uh, yeah, you can you can drink if that has to happen. We're going to go through our bold predictions for Super Wildcard Weekend. Let's get into them. All right, to wrap up our Fantasy Life playoff show, we are going to go through some bold predictions. And Ian, I want to let you know that, you know, when we were building out this show thinking what the people would want, it's uh, it's the helicopter tweets that the people want. And so we just, you know, just let people know what those are. You can follow Ian at iHeartIt's on Twitter. Um, but that was really the reason why we wanted to do these bold calls. Yeah, Kendall, because I do think as much as we like to sit here and make nuanced, rational statements, you know, throughout the <laughs> week, sometimes when it's Sunday morning, it's time to go out there and just be bold about it. So can't stress the boldness enough with this. My usual philosophy is to take a player who is not, in, you know, I almost said Austin Eckler, but this is 2024 we're, we're in now. <laughs> so not a Justin Jefferson type of player who we expect to go off. But yeah, 100 plus yards and two touchdowns is the usual criteria. I think we'll dwindle it down a little bit today, include some spreads and things of that nature. But yeah, it's about being bold, Kendall. And what better way of being bold than by dropping down from a freaking helicopter to let the world know what you're thinking. <laughs> Well, there you go. Now you guys got the premise of the uh, the helicopter tweet, which you can find uh, every single Sunday for me and Artists. But Ian, I want to start with you then. For Super Wild Card Weekend, what is your bold prediction? I think the McFarland family is going to be crying on the way back home from that Cowboys Packers game because I got Green Bay taking down the Cowboys 38 to 35. Cannot stress enough the shootout heavy nature of this. So I did not have my best bets in there, but over on this one certainly would have been one of them because don't look now, guys, but Jordan Love and accordingly this entire Packers offense looking like a true top five unit in the NFL. Specifically, they've been just that in pretty much any statistic you want to look at ever since week nine, which again, relatively arbitrary cutoff but we're now talking about two months of action of Jordan Love and the Packers being top five in EPA per play yards per play touchdown drive percentage all that and so much more despite the reality they haven't even been healthy during this stretch I mean seriously from Luke Musgrave to the running backs Jaden Reed Christian Watson Dontavian Wicks almost everyone worth anything to this offense has been hurt at least at some point during the second half hasn't mattered and all the credit in the world accordingly to Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur so yes I know the Cowboys defense can be pretty elite, but don't look now, guys. 
just 15th in EPA per play and outside the top 20 in success rate allowed over these past two months of action. So maybe the little bit of Cowboys fan in me is just trying to play both sides like Mac and it's always sunny. So, hey, if I'm wrong, the Cowboys win. But I really do think at a minimum that seven point spread, not not reflecting the reality that this game is between two really good offenses might come down to who has the ball last. So accordingly, give me the Packers. All right, there you go. You're going to have to apologize at one point, though, if this does happen to Dwayne's kids. Uh, so I'm just going to put that over the air, too. That, that that just needs to happen if they're driving home and they're crying. So, Dwayne, I guess I'll throw it to you then because uh, you've been picked on for, for being a Cowboys fan. Same with Friedman. What's your bold prediction for Wild Card Weekend? Well, Harditz is a Cowboy fan, too, supposedly. That's true. Um, but I will tell you this. Had he not chose that game first, that was the one I was going with. Oh. Honestly, just to cover my bases because I'm going to the game. Like, why not have something that's a positive to come out of it? I went to this game a few years ago in the divisional round. Friedman was also there. We found this out uh, chatting before we started the show today. And it was an Aaron Rodgers comeback. Rolls out to the left on one of the last plays of the game. Just waits, waits, waits. Hits uh, Jared Cook right at the sideline. He catches the ball. They come on. They kick the field goal. And we, the family, went home crying. So we're going to go back. We're going to run it back, Kendall. It's wild card weekend, though, so I'm, I'm confident that the Cowboys can pull out the victory. But everything Ian said is right about the Packers. So I am going to go in a different direction, and I'm going to go with the Dolphins. And I just kind of laugh at this cold weather narrative. I get it. 0-10 in the last 10 games at 40 degrees or below. But if you look back, how many of those are with this Dolphins squad? Only, only two of them. Well, actually three of them, if you count the playoff game last year. Last year against Tennessee, they lost one. And then if you look at last year against Buffalo, they lost 29-32 to 32 in Week 15, so that was close. And then in the wild card game, when they didn't even have Tua and they were all banged up, they made it a competitive game against the Bills. But in that one game that was really cold where they had Tua, had Tyreek Hill, they went off for 405 yards, uh, and that game they lost 29-32. to 32. So I think with the team getting healthier, we're looking at having Jalen Waddle back, should be getting Raheem Mostert, and they're going to need it because their defense is completely decimated right now. But I do think that the Dolphins go up and surprise the Chiefs. And is it really that much of a surprise? Sometimes I think about these things, and I'm like, a month ago, what would we, what would we have said about you know this game? And the True. Chiefs have really struggled. So give me the Dolphins. There we go. Let's continue with uh, some upsets then, Friedman. It feels like the theme of the show today. What is your bold prediction for this weekend? Yeah, talked about the Rams earlier and how much I like them. I say that they go into Detroit and win by 10 over the Lions. And I think it could still be something of a shootout. Um, but I just think the Rams going against a pretty helpless Detroit Lions defense are going to be able to do pretty much whatever they want indoors. And I think Jared Goff going against a coach who knows him so well is just going to have enough speed bumps there to where he won't be able to do entirely what he wants indoors at home. So I think it could be a shootout, but I think we see the Rams just absolutely do what they want and win by at least 10 points. All right, and I'm going to finish this up. I do not feel good about this, guys, but I'm going to throw it out there. Ian was first to the rundown, so he got to pick, you know, probably the best uh, bold call of the weekend, and then you guys all followed in. So I'm going to say that the Texans, led by C.J. Stroud, do shock the world. They go in, they beat the Browns. I'm going to say 24-21 to 21 in this one. I just think first playoff berth since 2019. Why not keep the good vibes going with uh, who I think maybe should win Coach of the Year, but we can talk about that at a later time. They're at home in this one. I, I wanted to make a joke to 
too about Joe Flacco maybe being tired. I think this is a mid-afternoon game. Uh, so he's going to have his nap. He's going to be good to go. He'll be refreshed and ready. Uh, but I'm just going to go with that on my bold prediction. Texans take down the Browns. That was our Fantasy Life Playoff show. Thank you so much all for joining us. We're excited to be with you throughout the entirety of the playoffs heading into the Super Bowl. We'll see you next week.